0: Hi, welcome back. This is Holly and the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. I am joining you for my first episode of season two. So can you believe it? I think this is like, we're up to episode 50 or something. But anyways, I'm going to call this season two, episode one, a fresh start. Hockey season has begun again. And today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's coming up today is September 24th so we're well into September the teams have all been picked oh my gosh the kids have been through the ups and downs of selections and tryouts and we're also watching our favorite pros as they're going through their selections and tryouts and camps and now preseason games with all our favorite rookies out there so um but most importantly to anyone who's talking about hockey in Seattle all of us are excited about getting ready for, hopefully, our NHL team that's coming to Seattle. Anyways, um, so this season I'm going to be talking lots about that, Um, lots of hockey talk in my um, approachable, sort of non-threatening way, just mom talk. Um, I love to um, get smarter about what's going on in hockey this year. I'm having a lot of fun when I'm watching the NHL games on TV. I'm having a lot of fun um trying to pay more attention this year to the lines and positioning and um usually i just kind of watch my favorite players and see sort of what exciting things they do but i'm just going to take it to another level so that'll be fun for any of you who are maybe seattle people who haven't been hockey fans up to now and you want to um get you know just get more in depth into what's going on in hockey I always follow my favorite Seattle hockey players, especially the Thunderbirds guys who've moved on into the big leagues. And also a big part of what I'm doing is um, following women's hockey, too, because I'm trying to do sort of a modern gender balanced approach. And I've got big, big news in that department because my daughter has been practicing with the Boston University club team. She started university this year. And guess what? She's skating with the women's team, not the D1 team. She hasn't been playing hockey her whole life. She's a skater. But she was a lacrosse player in high school. Anyways, now she's going out for hockey. And I'm going to be talking a lot about that because I am so excited. What an awesome program to be associated with. And i am just honestly never been um, more looking forward to a season and uh, what my kids are up to. Um, so much going on in hockey. I am going to keep it pretty short today because I could just start, honestly, I could talk for an hour right now, but mm, I'm going to hope to bring you guys a little bit of sort of order. And that's my big challenge with this podcast is because, you know, sort of my enthusiasm and my schedule is way ahead of my technical learning, but I like it when I can kind of come to you with a little bit of orderly, um, I don't know, in the past I've sort of done segments and stuff. I'm not sure I can get there. I hope to. Also, I just want to put it out there. If anyone wants to be my technical production partner, please let me know because I just like to chat. I don't really, really love to sit and figure out the app, but yeah, I can do that too. It's good for me. This is a creative little project that pushes me in that way, and I love that. And It allows me to just put a little time into the community that I love and gives me so much And let's leave it at that for right now. I hope you're back. I hope you're with me for season two of the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. I cannot wait to tell you which pros I'm watching. I cannot wait to tell you about my daughter and son's development in college hockey and in peewee hockey. I can't wait to talk to you about the new uh, fifth uh, NWHL team, women's pro hockey team, just just plenty 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 to talk about and um yeah okay so season one season two episode one that is it for now holly out I love that little interlude music piece. It's called "Unsolved," and it's what I like to play to indicate that I'm going to talk about this week in minor hockey, Um, because you know it's sometimes a little bit like I don't know, um, out of this world, right? A little bit too unbelievable what us parents and kids and coaches can get up to together in our hockey clubs. Anyways, so this week in minor hockey, let's see. So. My as I said, my son's playing PeeWee, second year PeeWee, and um, this year he is. So far, it looks like he's gonna play center, which is exciting. He is um, a veteran of pretty much now every position on the ice. I am really glad the goaltending year that he played is over. Um, I feel like the older he gets, the more I'm feeling him settle into a position that suits his personality. Um, do you find that too, if you've got a kid playing that there's sort of, I mean, there's a long history of goalies being thought to be crazy, um, and other personalities sort of go with the position sort of stereotypically, um, my son was saying to me last night that he finds the defensemen, all the defensemen he plays with to be introverted. Isn't that interesting? I never really thought of it that way, but I could see them being, they're all, they're usually large, I mean, but I could see them sort of being the strong, silent type. I don't know. He says he tries to get the conversation going with him about plays they're going to make and um, doesn't hear a lot back from them. Pretty silent. But anyway, so that's interesting. Um... And yeah, he's playing center, which I understand center to be a position where, um, kids who are, uh, playmakers, kids who like to pass sometimes before shooting, um, which is true for my kid, um, wingers. Um, I definitely have heard that wingers tend to be in the big picture in the long run. They tend to be, um, bigger kids than the center. And of course, defense being the biggest kids, um, this is sort of generalization, but fun to talk about, right? Um, what else? Centerman, um, yeah, playmaking. Gotta be fast, you gotta work on your skating, right? Uh, so then I'm thinking also about my nephew up in Canada who is such a little sweetie anyways he's a first year Bantam this year and he's playing defense he made a switch to defense which made sense he was a forward last year and previously but he was always a defensive kind of forward but now he's moved to defense he's back on A1 as first year Bantam which is pretty impressive in Vancouver because it's such a hockey city and so yeah so I've been having um, some calls with my Dad talking about watching those games because they're hitting now, right? Because in 14U and Bantam, um, there's full contact now. So that is new material, and a lot of the. I've already heard in our first parent meetings um, some chatter about getting our kids ready for hitting. Because the question is, you know, we don't want them hitting now at 12U, but unless they start getting the skills of how to throw a proper hit and take a proper hit, that they're more likely to get injured um, when they're hitting and when they move up next year. So um, and then also there's speculation that in Canada, different philosophy governing their play that they're more likely to train their kids to hit earlier and be ready for full body contact than we are here in Seattle. And so some of the parents, especially ones who have had older kids and have seen them move up and not be as prepared to be in the full body contact um, environment, some of those guys are pushing for us, for our coaches to just really be um, coaching to that skill set as soon as possible. And So we'll be watching that. I mean, there's a lot of awareness about concussions. Of course, anyone who has one of these boys knows that the kids love body contact. They love smashing and banging into each other. They say it feels good. But on the other hand, you know, my dad was saying when he's watching my nephew's games is like, he's getting hit pretty hard sometimes. Like, if once a week you get your full body slammed like into the glass or onto the ice, I mean, that's a lot of impact to be living with. So I don't know, that'll be interesting. I kind of feel like I'm in the, I'm still in the honeymoon phase, because we got another year of 12 U peewee, and I don't have to think about it yet. But um, anyways, so that's definitely front and center conversation in minor hockey. And so we are seeing our teams on the ice it's preseason they're going to start balancing games right now down in seattle our coaches for the travel teams are busy trying to find canadian teams who will come down here and play with us because it's a big trip and they got plenty of competition up there we on the other hand don't have as much competition down here so we're um our managers um god bless them are on the phones and our coaches trying to find teams who will make space for us and then we also want to play of course we don't want to play on their weeknight ice times up there because our kids can't leave school every day so um, they're busy trying to find us games on the weekend so anyways this weekend we'll be off to richmond and um let's see so first of all before the actual seasons game starts they have to balance out the tiers so we're playing in a league called PACAHA. It's like Pacific Coast Amateur Hockey Association, I believe. And it's made up of some American teams and many, all the um, British Columbia teams. And they have many tiers. There's so many teams. They have many tiers. And so we play for weeks. We play rounds of sort of practice games so they can figure out um, how to group kids into competition levels. I think there were about eight last year in Seattle, our organization, we fell into tier two in the end, which was fantastic. We're always looking to be, you know, as close to the best competition as we can. We got a lot of really serious kids. We had a record year this year for turnout for our tryouts. We had almost a hundred kids trying out for our top travel teams. So, um, we have a very robust organization. I can't help but think that it's partly to do with the possibility of the NHL team coming here. And also, it's got to do with the rise of women's and girls' hockey because, you know, I've never seen girls playing like I have this year at the tryouts. Um, incredible, talented, dedicated, driven girls um, skating just as fast as the top boys. And so, there's just a lot of committed players coming out and that's really good to see so I think it's going to be you know hockey is just looking so bright in Seattle it's really it's really a a neat time to be part of hockey in Seattle so I don't want to belabor the point that's kind of a snapshot of minor hockey this week in Seattle Okay, here's a segment I've been calling Today in Women's Hockey, and if I'm going to be broad about it, I'm going to tell you about the new um, professional women's hockey team. Um, I think they're called the Whitecaps. I want to say like Minnesota Whitecaps. Let's double check on that because um, my memory has been known to let me down but more importantly for me personally, oh my gosh, my daughter. Um so yeah, she's a freshman at Boston University. And she went I'm gonna what's I'm gonna say her name right there and keep it private for her. Um I try and keep this whole podcast thing kind of private because you know, I, I kinda don't know what what the rules are, but I'm pretty sure that um you know, I probably have to get people's permission before I talk about them or name them or anything. So I'm not going to name any coaches names or kids names or anything like that while I'm doing this. Um, and I think that leaves me in safe territory. So hopefully someone will tell me if that is not the case anyway. So I'm going to generalize, but yeah, anyways, meanwhile, have had it confirmed to me. Minnesota Whitecaps is the new name for the fifth NWHL, um, hockey team women's hockey team oh my god it's going to be a great season so but my daughter i'm so happy she is practicing with Boston University club women's hockey team so boston university is a really exciting hockey program to be part of and i just this is like my biggest news ever and um of course she's not on the D1 team that is a whole other thing they're one men's and women's hockey teams are legendary, but um, they their club women's hockey team is the newest um, club sports team that's sponsored um, by the school, and so they're getting full support. Practicing in Walter Brown Arena, where they have a hall of fame that includes many celebrities, including players. Um, from the Miracle on Ice team. And so, yeah, my daughter, she played lacrosse in high school, and she um, she always talked about wanting to play hockey, but um, it never came about. She sort of, um, let's say, she kind of had to find it on her own time. Um, she's sort of one of these self-directed kids who didn't want to be pushed into things. She wants to do things her way. And so... I just, I didn't even want it when she told me she was going to go out for the hockey team. I didn't even want to show her that I was excited because I just, I wanted her to do it so bad. And I just, um, but I had to like pretend I didn't care because I didn't want to like make her, you know, think it was my thing. Cause then she might have lost interest. Anyways, long story short, she's gone to two practices. Unfortunately, um, if you've listened to me at all, you know, we are big Montreal Canadiens fans and. Um, therefore, Boston Bruins are big rivals for us. We we don't love the Boston Bruins. We even kind of hate the Boston Bruins. So anyways, I guess at our first couple of practices, the coach there, oh, she's practicing tonight. Oh, she's practicing right now. I just get to talk to her after this and find out how her third practice went. Anyways, so her coach is a huge like multi-decade Boston Bruins fan. Anyway, of course, he found out that she is a Montreal Canadiens fan and so if you don't know their one of their nicknames is the Habs. And so at the end of the practice he was making her he was like screaming at her, "Habs, pick up the pucks." So basically she's already got like um he's already poking some fun at her. But anyways, I'm making her pick up pucks because she is a representative now of his rivals. Anyways, so I am be following that um yeah so she knows how to skate because she grew up skating with our family but it might take her to be honest it might take her up to a year to be um on the roster to be to play a game I don't know but I know that the school is so well um stocked for resources that they are getting her a skating coach to bring her up to date um to bring her up to skill level and so um that's coming up. And anyways, whether she is on the bench or not, I'm gonna start following that team. I'm gonna have so much fun doing that and um getting to know and love those women. So that is my big news in women's hockey this week and thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you also like me are excited to support um women who are playing this wonderful game. And we're going to try and learn everything we can to be um, educated, engaged, invested fans in women's hockey because you know what? These women deserve it. I mean, honestly, I have to say I almost feel a little more excited about the woman hockey players, the girl hockey players than the boys because up to now, up till recently, the girls haven't even had professional teams to dream about, but they kept showing up. Just for the love of playing the sport, and it must be really, really fun to play. I haven't played hockey, but everyone I talk to, my husband, my son um and you know everyone in my family, my extended family, tells me that it's the most fun thing you can do it's the most fun sport you can play so um it you know it it must be an absolute blast, so I'm just' I'm picturing these young women even long before they had pro teams to dream about they're out there doing it, and so I wanna jump on board to uh support and root for the women in hockey. So, let's do that. And I'll move on to the next segment. Okay, before I wrap up this episode, my first episode of season 2, let's just talk for a minute about uh NHL up- updates from a hockey mom perspective. Um I am following especially the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, alumni. Um, this summer, I had my son at Okanagan Hockey School. Usually, we go to Penticton camp. We've been going there for I don't know seven years, and then of course my brother went there when I was a kid. So, um, we're longtime returnees to OHS in Penticton. But this year, for the first time ever, we decided to go to Kelowna, and it was definitely very different. It was smaller, but you know what? There was a crazy surprise because all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, there was a team of like. 30 pros that came out to practice every day and the kids got to fist bump them and they got signatures. And I'm talking serious pros. Like I talked to Carey Price. I did not say a very, it did not do a very good job talking to Carey Price. I just kind of basically panicked because he's my son's favorite player. And I came face to face with him and it was just me and him. And of course my son had just run to like clean up his lunch or something. And so I Carrie was just heading onto the ice. And I'm sort of like, in that moment, I'm like, I need to stop him. That was my I was making eye contact, like from 10 feet away, he's looking at me and he can see like a crazed look in my eyes like I have an intention. And my intention was stop Carrie Price from going to practice so my son can get back from cleaning his lunch and meet him. Of course, as Carrie was walking towards me, he didn't know what I wanted. He knew I wanted something. But, you know, I was trying to find the words for don't go to practice because you need to talk to my son, which of course you can't say. So I just kind of like, melted, like, oh, darn it, my son's not here, kind of like, crushed. So I just kind of like, you know, sort of like deflated in front of him, like, oh, darn it. And that was it. That was my, that was kind of my Carey Price meeting. It was, you know, kind of your typical meet, a superstar kind of moment when you know, nothing comes together and then he was gone and he, you know he was so sweet like the look in his eyes like he probably would have stopped for my son you know he just really sweet sweet kind eyes which I already knew but I just couldn't bring myself to go there and interfere and my son wouldn't have wanted me to because he was so cute because at the hockey camp they had told these boys um, don't interrupt the pros don't get in their way um, they're working and don't ask for their autographs, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, most of the kids did not pay any attention to this. But my son was like the policeman for don't get the pro's autograph. So he was he was very, you know, obedient to giving these guys their space it was it was super wonderful um to see his respect and his awe for these guys but anyways things relaxed over the week and he did get to spend some time um with the pros and most i don't know the best moment probably was with ethan bear who we love from um seattle thunderbirds of course and he was there with his edmonton oilers gear on and he was doing a great job in practice. He was um, scoring some great goals. Of course, he's a defenseman, but what a shot! And then, of course, now we've been following him in the preseason games, and and he's looking really, really good. So we're big fans of Ethan Bear. Um, my son had one of his Seattle Thunderbirds or a couple of Seattle Thunderbirds T-shirts there, and he did get a signature from Ethan Bear on there. Um, so of course, we're following Ethan Bear, and. We didn't see him this summer, but, of course, we're following Matthew Barzal, if you are have been with me at all last season, you know that I'll say Barzal at least a couple times per episode, because we love him so much. Um, and, yeah, I will beat that to death, so we'll come back to that. Shea Theodore, love him so much. I guess he has Keegan Colosar down, I think, trying out, um, auditioning a bit for Vegas Golden Knights, and um, didn't Patch Ready go down there from Montreal? Um, that'll be interesting. I'll be watching the Golden Knights this year. And who else are we watching? Uh Tavares went to Toronto, didn't he? So, you know, Barzi can sort of be the hero on the Islanders, is my thinking. And hmm. Gosh, we've been watching who we watch. We watch the Winnipeg Jets. Um, yeah, we're we're watching every game that comes on. And like I said, I'm trying to take my watching to a new level this year where I really see how people execute on certain positions and who does that best. Of course, Jonathan Taves. Um, He's the guy to watch for centering. I was watching some, was it Chicago? Who was Chicago playing when I was watching that the other day? Anyways. um, Yeah. And he had, gosh, they had a lot, they had a lot of kids. They haven't really narrowed down their roster yet. They had like nine centers on their roster, so they, I guess, a lot of the young guys they're sort of auditioning right now, is what I understand, and they won't make it onto the team for the regular season. But you know, there's all this nerves, it's really cute, all these young guys um, hoping for their shot at the big time. And it's a really nice time of year to watch and see who's up and coming and, you know, who can hold it together and who gets that lucky break. Um, Ethan Baird did score uh, last night, I think I was watching him. Anyways, so that's the state of the NHL from my eyes. So that's it for season two, episode one of Seattle Hockey Mom coming to you live from Seattle. I love creative projects and trying out new media platforms. So I'm talking on this station, maybe every day, maybe every week, sharing my love of hockey and hoping to connect with other sports fans who want to improve their hockey IQs. I'm keeping it super real and personal, and I hope you'll keep listening. Bye.